All right, so here we are. I'm here. Uh, I'm Mark. I'm Britton. And we're here with a very special guest, um, my good friend Alex. Say hi, Alex. Hey. All right, so uh, let's get started. Today we watched A Quiet Place, which was, uh, which is actually Alex's favorite movie. Yeah, it definitely is one of my faves. Yeah, it was a, a you know a pleasant surprise. I didn't really have any expectations going into this, uh, but it turned out you know very well. Uh, it kind of built up a steady bit of tension you know throughout the uh, throughout the whole movie and uh, did have a really good payoff at the end. Yeah, this is actually my first time uh, seeing the movie also, and um, I have heard that it was a pretty good movie. And uh, I know that uh, Alex has been talking about it for, I think, like two, two years Two years. Since yeah. it came, I saw it in theaters. And uh, so, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I do like the, uh, I do like the main, I guess, premise of it, which is um, you know, when everything's quiet, the moments that aren't quiet kind of draw you out of it so much that it kind of... Yeah, it's jarring. Yeah, exactly. And you almost kind of want to be like, shh, quiet, soundtrack, what are you doing? <laughs> like, you almost want to yell at... Uh... At the, at the you know the composer yeah like yeah the um i remember the part that really got me was i forget what preceded it but then like right after it was the uh the river just kind of mm -hmm. going by and and like just making all this noise and I was yeah like, well that was a that was a change and i was like i i i see you know i, I kind of like the way they they did that they went from something like really quiet and tense like oh what's going on and then just sound yeah explosion. jump scares with sound yeah exactly i loved it because it's they use music so well in the whole movie um mm -hmm. in those scenes preceding the lot like those rivers and mm -hmm. the louder parts of it it's completely silent there's no music there's no soundtrack and then it just goes to this flowing river and it kind of just like jumps you yeah absolutely uh, there was one thing I did notice uh, while I was watching it was, um, and I know we talked about it a few times uh, in the middle of the movie, was that uh, it seemed that they borrowed a little bit from making noise. What are you doing? <laughs> gotta bring the monsters. They seemed to borrow some things a little bit from uh, Jurassic Park. It almost felt like, yeah, you know, especially you know, two kids in danger. You got the monsters, um, uh, especially at the end when they're in the uh, the truck. And, and it was like it yeah. was very similar to the uh, the T Rex attacking uh, scene, uh, even to the point where a guy comes down, and is like pretty much shouts out like "Hey, hey!" Yeah, pretty oh. much for the most part. Only this time, Doctor Grant gets eaten. <laughs> yeah, well, Doctor Grant would I guess it would be a combination of Doctor Grant and the guy on the toilet, the lawyer. <laughs> so, so it was a mixture of the yeah. two, just in one character, which is John Krasinski. Yeah. It was just a big old prank on Dwight. Yeah. <laughs> It's like somewhere at the end of the day, he's just laughing about it. He was the old man with the mush face. <laughs> Ate the super sour uh, candy. <laughs> From the Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was kind of interesting that when, you know, random old man appears out of nowhere, because we've only known, like, these four characters, um, that it kind of comes out of nowhere. Like, all right, who are you, old man? Like, what's going on here? Like, what is your story? Well, they, they were kind of, I, I guess they were hinting at them. Uh, what would yeah, they would light the fires and then the neighbors would light their fires, right? Yeah, uh, like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like like our Lord of the Rings. Okay, <laughs> it's super interesting because there's definitely other families that are trying to survive in all these like newspapers that are down in mm -hmm. um, like the basement area. There's so much that has happened in the last 
I guess it spans over like a year and a half from yeah. good old 2020, yep. the end of the yeah, world. They knew. They knew. Um, but there's other people that are surviving. So I wonder, because the sequel comes out on September 4th ish yeah maybe and maybe. you know maybe yeah and so i'm wondering if they're gonna touch on like other families because like you know if you haven't seen the movie spoilers but <laughs> yeah um they're finding a way to kill these monsters so i'm wondering if they're gonna share that information i think that other families kind of just put egg crates and egg cartons <laughs> up on their house and like boom soundproof we don't have to worry about all this uh, rigmarole going through <laughs> yeah john krasinski's got these like mattresses and this whole light system like i really don't think that these other people are like, that much of a survivalist like there, there's people just living in how in like recording studios who are doing just fine <laughs> they don't even know what's going on outside yeah they're just eating it's just eating. just one podcaster locked in his basement <laughs> one day it just commenting on thundercats so and you guys would survive this. Oh yeah, it would be oh, yeah, fine. 100%. Like, yeah. Britain actually has, I think, um, uh, I don't know how many, but I, know, I think he's got like so many feet of uh, soundproofing material yeah. in his closet right now. Yeah, and uh, and plenty of Thundercats. Yeah, we got plenty of Thundercats. Yeah, we got all the Thundercats. So we actually I watched my first episode of Thundercats a couple couple like last week, I think it was. Yeah. Or two weeks ago. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, one thing I was wondering, because uh, I had uh, at the at the beginning of the movie the sick kid, mm. so how do, how do people get around coughing and sneezing? Because that's kind of a a, a non like, that's just something that you have you do you do with you know whether or not you want to or not. Right. They go to the waterfall. <laughs> they they go to sleep. the waterfall once a day to sneeze. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, listen. Like Emily Blunt gave birth. I think that he could yeah. probably hold in a sneeze. Uh, well, she 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 was screaming when those rockets came out. I don't blame her. Like they yeah. had to light off a rocket every time someone needed to sneeze. They went through a lot of rockets. Well, I mean, with the amount of fireworks that we still have here, just from this past Fourth of July, I think I you might want to stock up now. Yeah, and just everyone will be fine. Might as well get all the rockets out right now, just in case we need to. Yeah, did they like use up their whole supply in that one bit, or yeah, that'd they be have silly more? if they did. Like, like, come on, like. Maybe we can save a few of them for the next time like, they come back. Yeah, maybe. You know, those were the emergency fireworks. Why not start start off with like little bottle rockets? Yeah. Like those were the the big guys. Mm -hmm. They brought out the big. I guess. Then again, she's having a baby. Yeah. So I, I guess it kind of warrants the, the emergency. Yeah. 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 <laughs> of course, everyone leaves the house the day she goes into labor. Yeah. Of also, course. I also think it's funny that um, again, spoilers here, but uh, like John Krasinski dies like ten minutes. Before they find a solution <laughs> to defeat the the monsters once and for all. Not not only that, she uh, like you know the solution being the girl's hearing aid that makes the you know the high pitched whining sound. Like she turns it off and nearly you know nearly saving her father's life. Yeah. yeah. Like imagine uh, I can't imagine that no one has figured this out though yet already. That wait these things that can. You know, are hypersensitive to sound might be hurt by something that is a very high frequency, yeah. high pitch sound. Like, hmm. And also think of the, you know, now she has another layer of guilt to deal with. <laughs> like, Ooh. oh, I could have, I could have saved my dad this whole time. Yeah, I mean, she got the Leatherman from her dad the day yeah. that the yeah. kid also had the rocket, so she could have cut the wire out with the sound. The incident, the day it happened, mm -hmm. preventable. She goes to her father's grave and she cuts the the sound out of her little earpiece and just lays it on the marker just like she did like <laughs> pours one for him and everything like that. Mm. It is nice. 
I wonder if the sequel's gonna have like more background information though. Like I wanna know what happened yeah, I, leading I, up to these 90 days before the kid dies. Yeah, I kinda, I, it does have a very interesting looking backstory that I, yeah, that I do hope that they dive into. Maybe not a sequel, but like a, a parallel, like a parallel equal, like something happening at the same time. Oh, okay, like they did with uh, the uh, 28 Cloverfield, whatever yeah. it was. See, I was actually thinking of uh, the sequel being like a year or two in the future and everyone's kind of battle-hardened, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Covered in armor and they're really fighting back against them. But of course, it would completely destroy what the first one was kind of doing, turning from a tense, taut thriller to like a paramilitary... Uh, Kind of like aliens type sequel where everyone's all geared up and everything. I want. I hope they uh, in the sequel they bring uh, the father back, like he's assimilated like the Borg uh, <laughs> in, into one of these creatures. So he's one of these one of the creatures. Yeah. Like it's just kind of his head on yeah. the like, and it splits open just like the other thing. And... Yeah, it splits open oh. and it's his face. Yeah, yeah, I'd be down with that. That kind of have you guys seen Avatar: The Last Airbender? It reminds me. I've of seen the, the movie. Seen the movie. <laughs> it reminds me of the <laughs> spirit in. Uh, there's a spirit that steals people's faces, and it's kind of like a big spider. Hmm. And every time that it, the spider kind of blinks, it's a new face. Oh, oh and it's really creepy. It's, it's like name Mighty is Mighty Max. Co its name is Ko, and uh, it's the face stealer. But it kind of reminds me of that, where it's just like blinking, and then it's John Krasinski's face. See, I was thinking more of. Uh, <laughs> The original Little Shop of Horrors, not the <laughs> not the musical one, but the original like 1950s, yeah. where like whenever the plant eats somebody, it has yeah. their face in the inside of it. Whenever it opens up, or like the faces on Freddy Krueger's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> so the aliens have, uh, or the whatever the, the monsters just have, like you know, I'd actually be down with a Freddy Krueger-esque kind of like lead monster that's you know well, ice cracking there there's precedence like in freddy six with the uh the oh, kid yeah? with the uh hearing aid oh yeah yeah the little monster that goes into his uh yeah his ear. Little, little monster little spider thing that goes into mm. his ear so freddy krueger might not be the hero we deserve but but he is the hero we need like clearly he i mean he kills the kid the same way that they kill the monster at the end basically yeah. he blows up his head by making high-pitched noise mm. Yeah, okay. I'd be down with a Freddy 6. Freddy versus uh, those monsters from Quiet Place. <laughs> Just drops a bunch of pins. <laughs> that would be that would be 100% awesome. I'd be down with that. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know how you're going to get Jason into that kind of mix. Hmm. Because he's silent. He would be... He'd be on the other side. He would be the perfect kind of guy that could, because he's a very quiet killer. Yeah. And like you know, he sneaks around and like he doesn't make a single, no uh, single solitary noise. So he would be the one fighting them like one on one. But Freddy would be the one who was like using the, uh, uh, the, the supersonic power. Or would Jason be on the side of the monsters? Hmm. Maybe Jason is one of the monsters, just in human like, form. Like, his face splits open, and he has a big ear under his face. <laughs> under his mask. Oh my gosh. Like, his mask has split open a few times yeah. before to show something underneath, so... But, but it's not the creature's ear, it's just a big human ear. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like those, uh... Those old uh, commercials, those old sinus commercials yeah. where people walk around just giant noses. Yeah. Instead, it's just a giant ear. This is why we couldn't write a Friday on 13th or... A Friday on the 13th. <laughs> this, this is why we couldn't write a se the sequel to A Quiet Place. Yeah. Because we end up having uh, too much shtick involved. <laughs> we'd have we'd have a monster doing vaudeville. 
you know, because I can see the monster wearing one of those uh, straw hats and with a little cane and everything mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Uh, and since they're blind, they'd have to be very musically inclined, I would imagine. Oh, of course. Like, when they were listening to the music when they were dancing, like, I imagine that the, uh, if those monsters, like, heard that, They'd be all about that. Like maybe, maybe music will stop this whole yeah. thing, baby. Maybe yeah. it's just love. Maybe well, they just need some smooth jazz. Yeah. <laughs> they have well, some big feet too. We could get some tap shoes on them. Oh man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> our sequel to A Quiet Place is gonna be great. Yeah, it'll be a musical. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I imagine the scene where you know when they're listening to the you know the, the headphones. And they're dancing together like there's two monsters outside. There's all there's also dancing because mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know they appreciate uh, Neil Young as well. Yeah, exactly. They're they're uh, they're kind of embraced and you know, yeah, locked in embrace and everything. And they you know say soothing compliments to each other in their screechy yeah, chatter language. language. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Click clack. I was taking a bath. <laughs> yeah, I'd be all right with that. See. And, uh, what's the name of the, uh, director again? John Krasinski. Yeah, John Krasinski, like, he has a background in comedy, so... Yeah. Like, it's not out of the question. <laughs> like, if you're gonna, you know, you do a serious movie, but then you can, you can do the farce. Yeah, like, yeah. like look at Gremlins 1 versus Gremlins 2. Exactly. Like, the first Gremlins, while not the most serious movie in the world, was still definitely darker than the <laughs> second one, and yeah. the second one was just a joke. Oh man, the old the second, one, yeah. the second one's good, but just that old lady on the stair assist thing just oh, yeah. being launched out the window. Anytime you have Dick Miller in a project, yeah. like it, even if you're serious and dark, you're not going to get too <laughs> serious with Dick Miller. That that was a Spielberg movie, wasn't it? Uh, it was Gremlins. I think it was uh, Robert or, Zemeckis. No, oh, no, Spielberg produced it. Yeah, yeah, I think Spielberg produced it. I think it was uh, no. Joe Dante, I think, what is it was? Uh, I don't know. Oh, actually, I think you're right. The guy who directed Small Soldiers. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Small Wonder. No. <laughs> no, no, no. He didn't direct... Well... I, Alan I Smithy directed Small Wonder. Yeah, all the, every episode. <laughs> like, I was going to say, you never know. Like, sometimes directors, you know, they get their start small. Yeah. You go from Gremlins to Small Wonder, it happens. That's a step backwards, though. I don't know. It depends on how much you like Small Wonder. Uh, I, don't, I think America unanimous, unanimously said that they did not like Small Wonder. I don't know. There was like four seasons of Small Wonder. I was think, there really? Yeah, there was a lot of seasons of Small Wonder. Someone liked it somewhere. Yeah, I exactly. Guess. There was some director or some like producer. Someone with money. <laughs> yeah, they were like, keep the Small Wonder. <laughs> Do we need another season of Firefly? No, but Small Wonder gets four seasons. Rip oh, Firefly. Man. Yeah. Actually, I, I've never seen Firefly. So it's pretty comment. good. It's good. It's on. Uh, I think it's on like Hulu or something. So I was thinking about checking it out, and I was like, "Nah," because I just Nathan. know I have my heart broken. Nathan <laughs> I, uh, he's the. Uh... He's the main guy. Okay, so no, he's not the person. I thought you were talking about Steve the pirate from. Uh, oh, he Dodge is. A, in, I know he he's in, in it. Uh, yeah. I can't he's be Alan Tudyk. Oh yeah. Yeah. Who who does a lot of voice work from? Uh... He was the. He was. Uh, this is gonna be a really weird one, but he was the chicken from Moana. I've I've, I've only seen hey, parts hey. of Moana. The one that just the dumb chicken that just keeps on, like, I don't know, like yeah, yeah. That's hey hey. Hey hey. So yeah, that was Alan Tudyk. <laughs> I know he was. Uh, what? He was also. <laughs> That's such an obscure fact. <laughs> <laughs> he was also King Candy in uh, uh, Wreck It Ralph. Oh, was he? Yeah. I never seen that movie. That was pretty good. Worth a watch. Wreck It Ralph and Wreck It Ralph Two are both pretty good. That's yeah. what I hear. I hear good things about them. 
He, he was also, of course, I'm. He just pops up in all these weird places. Like I said, the first thing I saw him in was dodgeball. Oh yeah, as Steve, Steve the, the pirate. pirate. So he is always going to be Steve the pirate to me. But um, he was in. Uh, he was in 42 as the uh, the Phillies manager. Oh he yeah. He had like one scene where he was just an asshole, and then that was it. And then he, you know, that that was like the end of his role. He was the robot, I think, from the. Uh, <laughs> Small uh, wonder. No. <laughs> <laughs> he was. He is. Everywhere. He's diverse. Like, did I don't think anyone realized that he started out as a as a little blonde girl or whatever, and then you know, yeah, that's what happened. He grew into Alan Tudyk. No, he was in uh, the Rogue One. He was the robot in Rogue oh, One. Yeah. Oh yeah. And apparently he was hey hey hey. Huh. Hey. <laughs> chicken, the chicken, chicken man. Hmm. So yeah, diverse man. <laughs> uh. So where were we? Small wonder or small wonder, yeah. <laughs> uh, like how did that? Well, go ahead. No, I'm just trying to think of how that show got made. Like, let alone four seasons of Small Wonder. That was what in the '80s. Oh yeah, it was, it was the coke fueled era of the '80s. So, <laughs> just, like, uh, just, and I think they, if I recall, like that girl was stuffed in a closet when she was not turned on. Yeah, yeah. They 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 shut her down, which I guess is like death. And then yeah. they just you know they tucked her away and. I'm assuming she had wheels on her shoes because otherwise, like, she couldn't have been light. Like, she was probably made of, I don't know, lead. I don't know. I don't know what you molybdenum. make robots out of. Molybdium, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I literally know nothing about this. So really? I'm just, oh, I'm oh just really? looking it up, it up now. Oh, <laughs> I, no okay. I, I forget that you're like 10 years younger than us. Yeah. <laughs> so, Small Wonder is a show from the 80s about a. I don't know if they couldn't have children or they didn't they want it. They had a kid. Did or a little boy? Or a little did boy, they? Yeah. Uh, they for some reason they built a robot sister for for him and they stuffed her in a closet. And, but she was like super strong, wasn't she? Like yeah. lifting cars and stuff like that. She was. She was this weird robot girl who you know was based primarily on logic and fear, and she could do. Basically anything, but I think there was a nosy neighbor that was yeah. always trying to. There's always a no like for some reason whenever there's a huge scientific discovery, or someone has a superpower, they always want to keep it a secret. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Like you created life. Like yeah, yeah. sure, maybe the you know maybe maybe um, the powers that be will break in and start like dissecting her to make sure you know. Yeah, you could put her, you could build another one. You know, I <laughs> you know, to be honest, like small wonder, I think is the first step to Westworld. Like, you know, <laughs> if you're going to get a bunch of robots that have their own sentience and everything and yeah. you know, fighting for their, their their own kind of artificial lives, like, that starts with small wonder. Uh, I think uh, she was the first step to uh, uh, Skynet. It's always Skynet with you. Like, it's, it makes sense. Uh, like, it, she gets sentience. Uh, she, uh, they, you know, plug her into Skynet. She sees the follies of man, like, in the end of the abyss. And, uh... <laughs> And, like, she launches the nukes. I think they just, like, before she can, they just turn her off and stick her back in the closet. <laughs> like, oh, no, no, no nukes for you, Missy. And just push her back in. Like, alright, should we turn her back on and maybe see what happens? Or... Like, maybe not hook her up to the nukes this time. At least maybe not at first. Okay, well, how about this? We take out some gears, maybe some things. Basically a lobotomy. And, you know... <laughs> Take out a few of her RAM processors, and we'll, and we'll hey, see what happens. Or maybe she can, you know, man the vending machine. Yeah. <laughs> they just turn her into a Pong machine. <laughs> Where it's like, all right, well, this... <laughs> all right. Yeah, see? So, I would highly recommend not watching Small Wonder, just to see what we're talking about, because it really wasn't a good show. It, it wasn't. It but, was... 
it was a staple of my childhood somehow. It, it was one of those shows that were on, that was on the air when you were sick. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, yeah. You know, back in the day. Like, like, there was Small Wonder and uh, Price is Right. Oh, yeah, I was just Price thinking is right The is... Price is Right was like one of mine. Yep. But... And I also had like... Scooby-Doo. Okay, yeah, Scooby-Doo. And like Codename Kids Next Door. That was no, like yeah, that, that wasn't was us. my that okay. was my era. Okay, so Codename Kid Next Door is your small wonder. I think yeah, cuz Codename Kids Next Door was like, okay. Like they didn't have kid I don't know why. They didn't think to sh have kids shows on uh in you know during the afternoon it was or during the morning rather. Uh it was mainly just old people shows. It would be yeah. like uh like they'd again sneak a small wonder in there but it'd be Price is Right or Matlock or yeah or, or Golden uh, Girls yeah which I love okay, the Golden, Golden Girls, Girls is yeah. I love the Golden Girls fantastic and uh, but when I was a kid I didn't get it when I was a kid I was like <laughs> just a bunch of like old you know ladies well, I don't, being I don't mean to each other it. yeah I don't <laughs> understand this I haven't seen any Golden Girls but my one <gasps> very good friend Kat is obsessed with the Golden Girls so I know things about it and how it's very progressive for its age through Cat. Mm -hmm. And I've, again, I've never seen it, but I know that it's fantastic, like, and I know that I would love it. Here's the thing, like, I, when I was, again, when I was younger, I was like, ah, Golden Girls, whatever. Like, my, I know my dad likes the show, but whatever. But I watched it uh, somewhat recently. It was on television, I think, in my mom's, uh, like, last year. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'll put on a few episodes. And I was laughing my ass when I realized, like, man, this is actually, even though, like, the setting is just a bunch of old ladies, you know, like, you know, bickering. Like, it's really funny. It really is. Like, I, I, I will always defend Golden Girls because I think <laughs> at the end of the day, it comes down to one simple thing. Their cast was perfect. Yeah. You got Betty White at, the, like, you know, the, the prime of her old career, which, you know, she's been old since Golden Girls, but she's <laughs> yeah. still funny. Yeah, B. Arthur. B. Arthur. Who, yeah, who is just always mean and miserable. Like, I love B. Arthur. <laughs> B. Arthur is my spirit animal. If she was an animal. <laughs> well, I guess she's a bee. <laughs> and you got Estelle Getty as, like, the little old lady who always reminded me of my grandmother. <laughs> so, you know, it was just, like, this little mean... Like, she was the oldest of them all, and so she was even meaner and crankier than the rest of them. <laughs> like, I remember an episode where there was a gunman who was, like, gonna shoot them. It was the 80s, so oh these God. things happen. <laughs> yeah. Like, their, their plots were a little bit different than the ones we have now. Like, you won't see that on Codename Kids Next Door. <laughs> but, um, but like, you know, the guy's, like, robbing a bank, and he's like, I'm gonna blow your head off, you blue-haired witch, or something. I don't know. I don't remember the episode too much. <laughs> but now uh, here comes Estelle Getty, and she's like, Ma! This is my B. Arthur impression. Ma, look at him! He's got a gun! <laughs> and she just, like, snatches the gun off the guy because she's, like, She's like four foot ten of Irish or not Irish Italian fury, and then that's it. She's like, "Oh, I got the gun now. What are you gonna do?" And a guy runs away screaming. I remember thinking, "Yeah, that's something I think my grandmother would do." You reach a certain age where you just don't care. You just take the gun from the guy. And I kind of, I kind of got that. Uh, the show Sex in the City kind of tr tried to emulate what Golden Girls was. I guess for a younger generation. Yeah, and I, I've never seen it, but I do have a lot of, I do know a lot of friends who, like, will stand by that show, like, to the uh, death. So. It, it, it didn't appeal to me, because I wasn't a woman in her mid-30s uh, yeah. in New York City in the early 2000s. That's fair. Like, I was, but, uh, <laughs> I've only seen, I remember, i only seen, like, a few episodes, and the only time I watched it was when I was, because for some reason, I thought, like, when I was 15 years old, I thought it was a dirty show. 
So I put it on expecting to see something dirty, and I got like a bunch of relationship advice, and I wasn't ready for that. (laughs) So I just kind of turned it off, and I was like, "Well, this isn't this isn't what I'm looking for right now." Yeah, it it didn't appeal to me because I don't think I was the primary demographic. So I again, I hear lots of good things about it from my friends, but uh, I don't know. Maybe someday I'll go back and check it out, but um, Uh, but but probably not. Yeah, I'm gonna check out Firefly before I check out Sex in the City. I think. Good choices. Yeah. I hear that. I hear they're exactly the same show, though. <laughs> <laughs> Six but, in so, the space. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Jessica Parker's in that show too. Firefly? No, I'm oh. lying. Uh, I was going to say, like, wow, bold face lying to you. Like, I only know, uh, I only know uh, Steve the pirate and Nathan Fillion. I don't know who that is. I only know that because you just said his name. <laughs> Nathan Fillion, um, have you ever seen Dr. Horrible sing-along blog? <laughs> I know. <laughs> With Neil Patrick Harris? I, saying, I know that uh, uh, Felicia Day's in it and yeah. Neil Patrick Harris. And, and Nathan Fillion. Um, have you ever, se- uh, ever seen Big Mouth? Oh, the, the show? The show on Netflix? Yeah. Who, who's he in Big Mouth? Um, well, he's not. He's, he's, he's not in the show. He's himself in Big Mouth because oh. um, one of the girls, Missy, is like obsessed with Nathan Villian. And so I, I'm not 100% sure if he's the actual voice actor, but Missy's always like, oh, Nathan Villian. Oh, okay. I have a feeling Nathan Fillion wrote that character. That's a very Nathan Fillion <laughs> thing to do. It's like, all right, and so they're going to love me and talk about me. And when I'm not on stage, they're going to say, where's Nathan Fillion? And they're just going <laughs> to talk about me. I don't know anything else about Nathan Fillion uh, except that apparently he's got a huge ego. That's all I know about him right now, and I, I just made I, it up. I, I don't think he does. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know anything about his, his character. Uh, just making everything up right now. If, yeah. if you can boldface lie, then why can't yeah. I? I? Then again, I made a big claim about his character, so why? <laughs> <laughs> you started the ball rolling, uh, yeah, and I you know. yell at me for it. I, I made a bold claim and then backpedaled immediately. I have no integrity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know, Mark. I wouldn't say something like that about Nathan Fillion. <laughs> <laughs> Me, the autobiographer of Nathan Fillion. <laughs> That's what this whole podcast is. We're just going to start lying about everything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So what's your favorite movie, Britain? Uh, uh, a lie movie or a lie real movie? movie. Uh, let's see. Doing lies now. <laughs> oh, man. Mine's uh, my, like Beethoven's second. Uh, Gummo. Gummo's oh, my favorite gosh. movie. No you, toys. Ugh. You're just trying to hurt me at this point, yeah. aren't you? Like, oh, ask me, a, ask me a bad question, huh? Okay. Toys. I'll invoke toys. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. could have invoked its pet. Oh, gosh. You just did. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, so what's your... So that's his favorite lie movie is its pet. My favorite lie... My favorite movie is Beethoven second. What's your favorite movie? Oh man. And it can't be a quiet place because then we'll know you're not lying. <laughs> Airbud. Ooh, that's Air a Bud. good one. <laughs> Ain't nothing in the rule book says a dog can't play basketball. Oh man. Oh boy. We had you... so much fun watching that movie. Oh man, did you did you pick the right movie? <laughs> Rowing. Thank God. Like we had this idea where Burton's gonna start doing it. Uh, like, we had this idea where in the beginning air of the basketball game, Air Bud comes out and starts singing the national anthem. Yeah. Perfect. Because you know it, it it made the uh, the scene very uh, 
you know, pomp and circumstance, and then mm-hmm. it had the the, uh, the light shine on Airbud, and I thought he was going to sing the national <laughs> anthem because it was the beginning of the basketball game. And then, uh, then when the rock gets red glare, when like they launch off the fireworks, he gets scared and runs under the table. <laughs> it's you like, know, Bud, get back here. I feel like I, I didn't give Airbud enough credit. <laughs> like you just gotta watch movies like that with us. Like if you're watching a movie that's not good, but you watch it with us. It'll make it kind of good. Can you just like, can you guys do a mini series on this podcast with just Disney Channel original movies? Hmm. Oh, I mean, we, we I mean probably we'll, we'll probably, yeah, we'll probably do. I it. need maybe some Dis- more decoms. Uh, maybe Disney December, we'll do. Yeah, it. or something like that. Or Green uh, on. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, oh, uh, my favorite Martian. Or, uh, or tre- no, that wasn't Disney. I was gonna say the Treasure Buddies, but that oh wasn't man. Uh, the less said about we'll we'll do the, we'll do a separate <laughs> podcast for that one because I feel D-coms. that one deserves it. But uh, the uh, I remember when we watched Airbud, we had a 15 minute runner of you know nothing in the rule book says <laughs> you can't have an octopus on your face. <laughs> nothing in the rule book says that you can't have roller skates on the court. <laughs> Nothing in the rule book says you can't marry a football. <laughs> Nothing in the rule book says you can't come packing heat to the game. <laughs> Nothing in the rule book says you can't travel back in time to kill Hitler. <laughs> it's like, man, like, okay, I guess I guess there weren't a lot of things in this basketball rule book. <laughs> like, how thick is this rule book? Like, not in the rule book about these things, so it's not that <laughs> thick at all. But, like, I'm pretty sure, and this is, like, the crux of the argument... I'm pretty sure that there is something in a rule book that says you can't have a dog play basketball. Oh, there is now. Yeah. <laughs> it's called the Airbud rule. <laughs> the Bud contingency. It's the Airbud law. Oh. Like. <laughs> oh man, Airbud. It's like ain't nothing in a rule that says you can't have angels in the outfield. <laughs> now that's one that I'm hoping comes to Disney soon because it is a it's a Disney movie. Yeah, I wonder why. Maybe they didn't get. I was gonna say maybe they didn't have the rights, but they own it. Yeah, uh, I, I think that because I know they just added a bunch of movies to there, and I know they add them on like regular basis. Yeah. So, um, like, yeah, I think that uh, they're kind of. I think they're they're sitting on that one. I think they know that everybody's waiting for Angels in the Outfield yeah. to come out and Angels in the End Zone. I think they're just they know this is gonna be huge. Binger the binger. Binger. The binger. <laughs> Chandler Binger. Uh. Bigger than the uh, the Mandalorian, bigger than <laughs> Hamilton, is gonna be Angels in the Outfield. Do you think the uh, the kid was a little bit disappointed when Christopher Lloyd was his angel? Angel. 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 <laughs> Easy. The Angel Binger. <laughs> do, do you think he said like he saw Christopher Lloyd and like oh no he was a huge Taxi fan. <laughs> you know what? I, I I'm laughing but I was a huge Taxi I fan too, when I was actually. his age as well. I don't know why I like Taxi. <laughs> So this is going to be the weird one for you, Alex. Um, like, because I had a lot of weird shows that I liked when I was about 10 yeah. or 11 years old. Like, I liked Mama's Family. Shut up. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I know. I liked Matlock when I was 10 or 11 years old. So do you just have a weird show that you watched when you are like, 10 or 11 years old that you just was, like, definitely not for you? That was, like, 20 years too early for you, but yeah. you just kind of watched it anyway. I mean, I had over older siblings, and okay. so we like I watched a lot of like shows that are just before my generation mm-hmm. of like because I was born in 1998. So oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> I am 22. Um, but so like, I feel like I didn't watch a lot of like 
older shows that were like before the 90s but like the one that's just coming up for me is Doug. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Doug, uh, Doug was not marketed for my... Yeah. Like, a lot of people my age didn't watch Doug. Oh, that's fair. Like, Doug was your, uh, was your text. And like Angry Man, that Beavers. that makes me feel old. Oh, Angry Beavers. I really Beavers. did I like that. Angry Beavers. My I, mom loves that show. That was like... I think that was just when I was coming out of like, you know, uh, that kid thing like that was the last yeah. show that I remember my friends still liking that was kind of like mm, bitter than uh, yeah that was that was when I exited cartoon phase and then was in my early teens anime phase yeah that, that was a show that uh yeah mm. <laughs> which I, I which film school ruined that for me Film school 100% ruined anime for me. It's like, I didn't watch my first anime until I was like 20-something years old. Oh, with uh, Dragon Ball Dragon Z? Ball. That was the first anime I watched that I liked. And um, so far... It holds up. That's it. You know, I haven't really seen any animes that I've watched or liked since then. I know Chris made me watch uh, pretty yeah, much... JoJo's like, Bizarre Yeah, Adventure. JoJo's Bizarre Adventures for like three seasons. And it was okay. Yeah, I didn't really... I never got too into anime. It, yeah. It's... There's a couple that are really good. That yeah, I there there are hand like uh, I did, uh, you know. Ever since going to film school, I did come back to it. Like with uh, Death Note, I thought Death Note was very good. I hear that from a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen a few episodes. That. I can see it. Uh, and that that's really about it. I'm sure there's some that I'm missing, but that to me it's just too much. Uh, what was it? What's the word I'm looking for? Too much stimulus. Like too uh, much happening. I, I just like, get overwhelmed. Yeah. I me yeah I I see that I have a lot of like my roommates a lot of them are all really into anime so they'll just be watching it and I'm like I I'm good like I don't <laughs> want to watch this right now it's like it, walking into a casino and you just hear all the bells and all the lights flashing yeah. and you're just like yeah and, and some and, of them are good but yeah. I haven't found many of them that I like really really like yeah and like when I was when I was young when I was a teenager and just full of angst and you know wanted flashing lights and angry people you know in my face all the time i loved it but mm -hmm. i just it's i i have anxiety i filled I that have anxiety void. issues i filled that void with mama's family <laughs> just flashing lights and angry people just yelling like, at each other like that is mama's family was the world's first anime. I, 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 how <laughs> how did they pitch that show it's like, all right a half hour show about okay let's see how far this woman can hate her family <laughs> It's like Vicky Lawrence, yeah. You know that 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 character she played in Carol Burnett, uh, the Carol Burnett show, like Mama. Ah, uh, yeah, those all. Yeah, yeah, I know. They never went anywhere. Like now, imagine a half hour of that. Now you know the guy from uh, that that cat from outer space movie. Yeah. <laughs> Let's make him her dumb son. Why? He was he was he was a smart guy in the cat from outer space. Why are we using the cat from outer space as a reference for anything? Because I don't know him from anything else. <laughs> he was in two things: cat from outer space and Mama's family. So there's that Disney Channel. Uh, that wasn't a Disney Channel movie. That was just a Disney movie. Because when I got Disney Plus, like every now and again, I'll just start watching like random old timey Disney movies. Totally. Yeah. Like um, I think it was a couple. It was a couple weeks ago. I was just sitting here by my damn self. <laughs> You know, and I put on Gus, starring Don Knotts and a donkey. Oh, man. Thank God. <laughs> and uh, it was great. It was a fantastic movie. It was bad. Don't get me wrong. It was very bad. It was awful. Yeah. But, you know, it was that, that, that perfect kind of awful. And then, like, Britain woke up halfway 
and he looked at what I was watching. And it was just first thing that came out of his mind or out of his mouth was, "What is this? What are you doing?" <laughs> uh, but like, was there a scene in that movie where it was Don Notch? Hey, nothing in the rule book <laughs> saying that you can't have a donkey on your field. Well. I don't think it was Don Nuts, but I do think there was a scene like was that. Was there a there. nothing in yeah, the rule book scene? I think scene? there was a nothing in the rule I think at that point, once you introduce an animal playing any kind of sport, <laughs> you have to kind of go and say, Ain't nothing in the rule book says a donkey can't be a place kicker. Like, I, I think they're, you know, with these nothing in the rule book things, they're, they're kind of erring a little bit more on the letter of the law than the spirit. <laughs> Ain't nothing in the rule book says, uh, that says a hippo can't be a, a quarterback. Or a linebacker. Ain't nothing in the rule book says you can't put a curse on the on the <laughs> enemy team or the opposing team. Enemy the team. Enemy. Team. <laughs> enemy. Dun, I don't. Dun. That's why they play with minefields and everything. <laughs> like it's 2020. Things are gonna get dark. They're gonna be start playing. They're gonna start playing for food soon. Yeah. <laughs> or toilet we'll, paper. Yeah, toilet paper. That's the, the real paper bowl. Uh, then we'll get. Uh, then we'll get like like the real XFL. Like, Extreme Football League beforehand was just, oh, you know, no, uh, all tackles are legal. Like, yeah, that's lame. Now it's going to be, like, tackles are legal if you have a lead pipe, it's fine, you know. Like, it's going to be a knockdown, drag-out fight. Like, it's, it's pretty much, you know, it's pretty much the football equivalent of having the homeless fight for a block of cheese. Yep, that is going to be, that is going to be football in the year 2020. That's my prediction, at least. If it doesn't happen, okay. I then, think it's for the better. If yeah, it doesn't happen, yeah, we're 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 crossing our fingers that <laughs> that football doesn't that the world doesn't go down that kind of chaotic route. But we're just gonna have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> you could be right. Yeah, we I could very not. well be. We'll uh, we'll see. By the time this podcast gets out, we'll uh, we'll know whether or not that uh, I was right or not. <laughs> it's like, guys, the football season's starting. Oh, they're hungry young fighters, all right. <laughs> <laughs> when does that even happen? Football season. Is you, that like uh, o- o- September? Yeah, usually um, usually August they'll start doing preseason, and then yeah. September they'll kind of start with their uh, regular season's games. I don't know anything about football. I love football. Uh, I love uh, sports in general, so. I know that hockey yeah. is starting up again August 1st or something. Yeah, I hear that they're going to start. I don't know if they're going to go on with the... Uh, Cause I hear baseball is also coming back, and I don't know if they're going to be doing the the empty stadiums. Yeah, the empty stadium kind of thing. Um, but I know they're trying to find ways around it because it's like, okay, even if you have an empty stadium, there is a kind of an issue of like, I guess fuck the players. You know? <laughs> okay, <laughs> Look, okay, they're wait. getting paid five hundred million dollars. They you know, can yeah. I have a joke. Okay. I got it. okay. <laughs> Just in time for the heat of the summer. Okay. Stadiums are heating up more than ever. Do you know why? Why is that? Because there's no fans. Oh! <laughs> I like it. That's the kind of jokes that we like here. I got another one. Actually, I don't, so I'm going to be making it. I'm going to be ringing this. Go for it. Uh, knock, knock. Who's there? Stadium. Stadium who? Stadium's hot. Because <laughs> of no fan. I, I, I'm not good at knock, knock jokes. I put myself on the spot. Um. What do you call a sleepwalking nun? What? A Roman Catholic. I never get any laughs at that joke, so it's alright. <laughs> Just dirty looks. Yeah, exactly. I got hit by a nun once, so <laughs> that was, you know, I, sh- I guess I should pick my audience. What, Killed man? at the Apollo. 
I heard in I thought I heard in Korea like Korea or I think it was either Korea or Japan that uh, for playing soccer they put like cardboard fans in the seats. <laughs> it, or, I, I forget what country did it, but yeah, it's just like they have fake fans in the seats. I don't know if that's for you know for them to make them feel better. <laughs> like man, uh, there's another sold out game. Oh my gosh! It's, and like I just imagine there being like fake crowd noises as well. Oh yeah, so like, like a... but like I also imagine it being like on a four second delay. So like there'd be like a big keyboard and someone has all these buttons for different crowd noises like boo and like cheering, but they like press the wrong one or like four seconds later it's just the wrong noise. See me in my head it's like this. It's like you hear the crowd noise as the tape's rewinding. <laughs> or they press it at the wrong time like someone's injured and being taken off the field and it's a roaring crowd. Well that'd be Philly. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're passionate <laughs> Throwing snowballs at Santa. You know, I, or was I, it rocks or no, batteries? It was, it was snowballs. All right. And he totally had it coming. I just want to. I think we've talked about this on the podcast before. I don't we? think we have. Okay. So, like, the whole story kind of goes um, that it was like the 70s. It was a losing season. Yeah. Like, the, the people at the stadium, they were kind of pissy that it was like a losing stadium. Like, there was nothing really to cheer for. Mm -hmm. And it was around Christmas time. I think it was like the last game before Christmas. So the yeah. Christmas tradition was to kind of have like Santa Claus come out and during halftime wave hi to everybody. Mm -hmm. Actually, I think that they still kind of do something like that. Um, so Christmas time, like, they're, they're expect people are at least expecting Santa Claus to wave hi and say, ho, ho, oh, it'll be better next year, you know. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, just, give it a, just give it a few years, it'll be alright. And, uh, Jaws is coming, don't worry. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, like, the guy who was supposed to come out and play Santa, he canceled on them. <laughs> so, and it was snowing, of course, because it was around Christmas. And yeah. uh, so they tried to find someone to replace the Santa. So they got one of the fans to come out and do it. And the fan, like, it, the fan did not fit in the suit whatsoever. So here comes, <laughs> like, here's your special halftime show. It's Santa Claus. And here comes this ill-fitting Santa who's clearly just a drunken fan and a beard <laughs> that probably doesn't go all the way around his mouth. And just kind of, like... It was basically like the episode of uh, The Simpsons where they bring, bring out Barney dressed as Krusty the Clown. Yeah. And the kids rioted. <laughs> and that is exactly what happened at the stadium. They're like, well, fuck this. This isn't Santa. That's not the real Santa. So they started booing. Then they started just, throwing snowballs at him. One of them, one of them just whispers to him, you sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> And it started the Great Santa Massacre of 1972. <laughs> but that is, as far as I know, that is like the full story behind it. So you can kind of see why people were throwing snowballs <laughs> at Santa Claus. I, that is a hill I will die on. <laughs> Passionate fans. All right, all right. Yeah. Uh, okay, like I, I, I have no rebuttal. Yeah. <laughs> hit, you, hit you with some Santa knowledge. <laughs> and, and Santa knowledge and uh, Philadelphia... Uh, fan knowledge at the same time. It's like, I, I remember, like, looking into this because I was like, alright, there's gotta be more to this story than just, we're honorary, so we so we threw, you know, just took out our anger on Santa Claus. Uh, not really, it's like, that's not the Santa we yeah. wanted! And it kind of was exactly that, but, you know, <laughs> like, you can understand, you can understand the things that kind of happened before. I understand, and you know what? After that first snowball hits him, like, that guy was like, that's the start of the revolution. That's the, that's the <laughs> snowball herd around the world. Because then everybody started probably picking up. Like, all right, what else can we throw at him? Beer bottles, batteries, I don't know. Uh, whatever. He was brought to the hospital. 
I don't know why I'm laughing at Santa Claus going to the hospital. <laughs> Just a man in an ambulance dresses Santa. <laughs> they listen to his heartbeat and like, boop, 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 boop. They're not boop, believing, boop, Jim. Boop, boop. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in Santa Claus. And it's like E.T. <laughs> oh his stomach glows red. <laughs> What if the, there's uh, like a kid in the ER who's like waiting and then Santa Claus comes in and they're like, I'm saved. But then Santa Claus is on a stretcher and like, bleeding from they? the head. <laughs> he a points little at, bit emotionally scarring. He points at the kid, you did this. Or he's like, it's Naughty okay. <laughs> Santa? I just killed Santa Claus, mommy! Uh, let's, we better wheel him out of here. <laughs> and they don't wheel the kid out, they wheel Santa Claus. <laughs> And then the next guy gets brought in is, you know, someone dresses the Easter Bunny. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the tragedy is he's very much alive. It's not, it's Mickey Mouse. <laughs> someone in a Mickey Mouse costume they bring in. And it's like his, his head's on the wrong way. <laughs> like the head tilts and blood comes out of the mouth. <laughs> I feel like you should make this like a comedy sketch or something. Like, hmm. Hmm. Like, like, remember that show on uh, Adult Swim, the, uh, like the children's hospital? No. No. Uh, well, there was a. Sh okay, I guess I have to explain a little <laughs> bit about Children's Hospital now. They didn't want to do this, but there was a short-lived show on uh, Adult Swim, which is just about like you know people who worked at a children's hospital. And the only thing I remember was there was a guy who was dressed as a clown. Okay. Because you know Children's Hospital, and he was just an asshole. You know, like in real life, you know, he was just like this smoking, drinking, I guess, kind of like a bad Santa kind of thing. Yeah. And that's all I remember about the show it was like 15 minutes long, and it wasn't funny. But maybe if they brought Santa in on an episode, maybe that would have made a little bit of a turnaround. Spice like, things up a bit. Yeah, get some. Uh, maybe they'll get a few seasons like Small Wonder. <laughs> oh, Small, Small Wonder. Wonder. Like I remember there was an episode. I remember only one episode of Small Wonder. Oh, go on. Where there was, um, and this actually kind of speaks to a meme that I've seen recently. But the uh, the dad was stuck in quicksand. <laughs> And That's not where I was expecting you to go about yeah. the show. But like I seen like, you know, and the, they were trying to bring him out and then they saw the sign that said quicksand three foot deep and they were like, Ha, ah, you can get out anytime you want. And it's like what if he what if he like sits? He's dead. Like help him out. But anyway, <laughs> like that brings me to the meme that I saw that was something like uh like I thought quicksand was gonna be a bigger thing in my life that I'd have to worry about because <laughs> like I one hundred percent was on board with that. I was like, Man, you can't go camping without running into quicksand. Also, like how much Quicksand is there in like American suburbia, <laughs> like Des Moines, Idaho, like, is just wrought with quicksand. Like you know, that's why you have so many sinkholes and you see like oh, going yeah. across America. Mm. It's like you thought that was uh, caused by other things. Nope. Yeah, All I really, quicksand. yeah, I did think that quicksand was going to be a lot bigger of a problem yeah, than I'm that facing. and lava. Yep, yep. Lava. I, I thought I told I used to tell people before you know they stopped they told me stop telling people this but I told people when I was in like the fourth grade. That I was full of shit, but I told him, I was like, I've had a psychic vision that I will die by somebody pushing me into a volcano. <laughs> you, what? Were, you told people this? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's no PSing around that you did tell people. Yeah, no, I, I can't, I can't lie and say, ah, oh, I wasn't like that. No, I 100% told people that, that I started singing Jesus Christ Superstar. So I think that people right. were afraid of me <laughs> for a little bit. <laughs> Like, this is how I'm gonna die. I'm gonna be a scientist, and I'm gonna be studying the Ring of Fire. You know, the the the, the band of volcanoes, you know, down in, I think, like, the uh, the Southern Hemisphere. Yeah. And yeah. somebody's gonna push me into one of the volcanoes, a rival scientist. Which, to be honest, 
would be a fucking awesome way to go. Like, this is something that someone rambles at a bus station. <laughs> no, it wasn't a bus station, it was in class. Uh-huh. Like, teacher, teacher, right, does anyone know what 4 plus 5 is? When I grow up, I'm gonna be- <laughs> I'm gonna be a volcano scientist. <laughs> and a rival scientist is gonna- I'm gonna be studying the effects of the Ring of Fire, and someone's gonna push me into an active volcano, a rival scientist, whom I once called my friend. No, the answer's 7. 4 plus 3 is 7. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Jesus Christ! Who are you? What have you sacrificed? Maybe that's why they kicked me out of the class and put me in the other class. They told me it was prep. They told me it was like all the smart kids. <laughs> but now I think about it, everyone was singing Jesus Christ Superstar. There's a lot of kids eating paper in that class. Well, hey. <laughs> hey. I only did that in kindergarten. <laughs> I actually, that's actually a true story. I don't know if I told you this one. Um, when I when I went to kindergarten, I, I used to come home every day and eat like a sheet of paper because I was convinced that there was going to be a time in my life that I was going to be so poor that I'd have to eat paper to survive. And I was like, I might as well get used to it now. And then when I had like papery poops, like my parents started noticing that something was off. And, you know, because I'd just go out, I guess, in the litter box. I don't know how they found out about it, but uh, I stopped doing it after a while. But I'll tell you, it wasn't that bad. It was paper. <laughs> Put uh, salt on it. And you're like, mm -mm -mm. Teacher, I ate my homework. <laughs> Forget about the dog. <laughs> you are you trying to tell me the dog? Ate? No, I no, did. No, I, 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 we used to also have. Oh, these are all, you. You unzip me. You unzip <laughs> me, Britain. We had. Uh, we used to have these uh, show and tell things every week. Oh yeah, classic. And uh, it wasn't as much show and tell, it was more take something you think is good that you like and throw it in this box. You wouldn't get to stand up and tell people about it, but people would get to walk around the different boxes and see yeah. all this stuff. So my thing was I used to make things out of paper and put them in there, the things I thought were cool. And one of them was like, I'm going to make a VCR and TV out of paper. So I just cut like a rectangle. You know, and drew like a, you know, a TV thing yeah. on there. And the VCR, I kind of just put like a regular flat, you know, a little a small rectangle, a wide rectangle. And I just put a slit in it and I cut smaller rectangles for tapes and uh -huh. I put them in the, you know, the, the VCR. And I think they threw them out. Wow. <laughs> You're really getting up there, Michael Schofield. I know. I was kindergarten. It was like, yeah, I know <laughs> what I'm going to do. I'm going to put paper and other paper until, in paper and tell people that it's a VCR. And it, it worked. It was a working VCR. I mean, well, except for the fact that it didn't work. That <laughs> yeah. was a working VCR. It was a, like you put. It would work in the fact that you could put the papers through the slits, and they would come out of the other side of the paper. <laughs> you just needed to right. use your imagination a little uh, more. Was it something like like a three D model, or was it nope. just two <laughs> D? <laughs> so I'd be like, here, look. You put it in there, and look, it goes to the other side. And I remember the kids saying. Wow, cool. And then I walk away, you know, singing Jesus Christ Superstar, <laughs> and then they wouldn't talk to me anymore. Oh, did you see that shitty poor kid's thing? <laughs> You're supposed to bring in something valuable. I hear he eats the paper when he's done with it. <laughs> we gotta throw it away before he does. Look, there's, 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 there's gnaw marks on this one. <laughs> what was that? I don't know. Someone else heard about our my paper thing. They're trying the, the VCR thing right now. I guess if I grew up... 
uh, in your in your uh, like generation, Alex, yeah. it would be a DVD player where I just cut circles into the same well, thing we, uh, and we put still, them in. We had, you had VCRs? We had, I grew up with VCR. I oh, had okay. a bright orange one that oh. was from Nickelodeon, and it had the SpongeBob movie on it. Oh, like and permanently? And also the Rugrats... Um, Wild, the Rugrats and Wild Thornberries VHS tape. It was okay. orange. Okay. And the SpongeBob movie was. I watched that a lot. But yeah, I had VHS, and then I remember the first DVD that I had was probably Alvin and the Chipmunks. Like the, the cartoon car- or the movie? The cartoons. Oh. Okay. Oh, good. Okay, it's fine. Because <laughs> it came out on DVD. It was. Squeakle. <laughs> yeah, I also had the movies. <laughs> Don't you worry. But um, we had, yeah, I remember getting those on DVD, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was, yeah, the the I think they're we're calling ourselves the Zillennials now mm-hmm. because it's like the 1995 to 2000 years were so weird because we grew up with you know dial up mm. and you know telephones that were on the wall and all of these you know early 90s things that were starting to fade away and then also I had a com- like a computer room mm-hmm. and we didn't have like high speed internet until I was in high school mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't have a phone until I was in high school but like that was also the transition period yeah. Yeah, they consider our generation uh, the Xennials mm-hmm. because we're that transition from Gen X to you know the Gen Y and uh, Gen. <laughs> And, and yeah, so generations are stupid. Yeah, just makes us hate each other. Yeah, I hate you guys. I know, I know, we hate yeah. you too. <laughs> like, Bert, what was your first DVD? Do you remember? Little Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> was that? Was that funny? It was okay. It, had its it, moments. it was not worth <laughs> being my first DVD. <laughs> What's well, our? I had a pretty bad first DVD. The What's fir- that? It came with the DVD player. I feel I should probably mention that. Uh, like. But the, uh, yeah, so the, what came with the DVD player was Pearl Harbor. Oh. The Ben Affleck movie. And I, I watched about, like, 20 minutes of it, and I turned it off. I was like, yep, this is shit. But I think the first DVD that I actually bought mm-hmm. was A Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, which is worth it, I feel. I'm trying to think of the first DVD I actually purchased. I don't buy a lot of DVDs. Like, that was, it was, that was a thing... Like for a while, where yeah. you know, before streaming was really available, yeah. I remember I having a buy... lot of CDs for like music mm-hmm. and stuff because I had a little CD player, and we went on a lot of like family road trips and stuff. But like, yeah, I had I had a whole wall of DVDs. Oh yeah, I had point. a whole bunch. My uh, cousin has a lot of DVDs. I mean, look, uh, these are just some of the DVDs. Yeah, I mean, there. so I don't usually buy DVDs unless I really like the movie. So like, A Quiet Place. Yeah, I have yeah. that. On DVD, but that, I think that's literally one of the only things they own on DVD. I have like two copies of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. Oh, we have do we have Deadpool. Oh yeah. That's oh right. nice. Deadpool is yeah. I mean we don't like, have. Yeah, like yeah, I'll, I'll buy the DVDs or Blu-rays if I really like them. Like uh, like I, when Back to the Future came out, I was like yeah, I'm definitely buying this. I think I ordered it. Yeah. Because I didn't feel like waiting to go to the stores, or I feel like going to stores. I don't know why. You know, I, I ordered it because it was just easier for me. Mm-hmm. And when it came in, I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing this weekend. Ugh. Yeah. I think one of the first, uh, the first DVDs I owned, I think it was maybe The Goonies, okay, or Jurassic Park. Oh, that's another good one. Yeah, like I, I had Jurassic Park on tape. Um, actually, the first I had it, like I borrowed it from a kid down the street. He had the the bootleg. Yeah, I had I a boot, I had a bootleg, and uh, I had to give it back to him eventually because you know, 
it was a bootleg and it wasn't my tape. So, <laughs> but I think that um, the only thing I'm, the only thing that the bootleg cut out was uh, the last like few minutes. Like it literally stopped. You know when the car pulls up and the door opens like after the T Rex, you know, yeah, kills the Raptors. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> um, after the T Rex, the T Rex Ex Machina kind of thing, T Rex Machina uh, comes in and saves the day. And they come in and they open the door and you see the Jurassic Park like logo covered in mud. Yeah, and, like that's where it stopped for me. So oh. even though I saw, it, even though that's fine, even though I saw it in theaters, I was like, I know what happens afterwards. The pterodactyls are flying to the mainland. Yeah, everything's fine. Like that movie still holds up. For oh yeah, for for a movie that's approaching thirty, uh, yeah I know, uh, like the the effects still hold up. Yeah, it was I think the first like really heavy CGI movie like uh, other than Terminator Two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and again the Terminator Two effects still hold up. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. I think it's because they knew when to use the CGI and when to use practical. Yeah, yeah there they was didn't a... overdo it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of the uh, like I didn't even know it. Like a lot of the shots that. Uh, uh, Robert, uh... England. No, no, Robert. Like, <laughs> the T-1000. Oh, Robert Patrick. Yeah, Robert Patrick took, like, uh, when, uh, the... When it exploded in his chest, that was actually a practical effect. Oh. Like, uh, it was just, like, foam that was deflated, and then, like, a little, uh, squib would pop, and, uh, the, you know, the effect would pop open. Yeah, like... like and then when it would disappear, that was CGI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, I... I really do miss like really good practical effects. I know there's still some uh, people who try to do it. And, yeah. You know, but like, like I really do miss you know things like uh, things like the you know, first Terminator where it's like yeah okay you can tell when it gets stop motion but yeah. it doesn't matter because it has an extra sense of weight to it you know mm -hmm. like this isn't a this isn't something fake. That's, you know, it's fake, but, you know, this isn't something, like, digital. Like, this is a real model chasing after them. Yeah. yeah. You know, kind of thing. I, I think the, the recent Chucky uh, used a lot of practical effects. Oh, yeah, yeah, I think they did. Because uh, I think I remember we talked about that when we were watching it. Yeah. Which, you know, it's a breath of, you know, breath of fresh air when it's actually something that the, you know, the actors are interacting with. Yeah, because, you know, Chucky without, uh, like, can you imagine a totally CGI Chucky? He's a doll. Like, what do you really need? What do you really need anything like special for yeah. with him? You know, like you don't need to go crazy with CGI with a doll. You can just no. like you don't need a stunt man for for a doll. Although they did have in the original. They had a stunt doll. Well, no, they actually had uh, in some scenes they actually had uh, they had a little person as like Chucky. Oh, really? Like running around and stuff. Yeah. It's like, and you know, you can kind of tell. Yeah. Like when the uh, you, you can, like I can definitely look at the scenes that are a doll and a person. <laughs> I think I have that kind of natural ability to tell, you know, the two apart. It's like uh, Jin in the uh, the Dark Crystal. Like there are definitely scenes where it was d not a Muppet. Yeah. But I think it was a kid. I'm not sure. That makes sense. Walking on his hands. Oh no, like E.T. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And on that note. A quiet note. A quiet note. Yeah, a, a quiet, quiet place. <laughs> um, pretty good. I enjoyed yeah. it. Really, a, a really good tense thriller. Yep, very good movie. I, uh, I, it's really a shame that it took me so long to see it. I kind of wish I had seen it sooner. Yeah, I love it. I love the sign language usage in it. I love um, how like intense the. I, I love the acting, like in general, uh -huh. like the mm -hmm. kids, for being so young, are such fantastic actors. Even the little little kid. Yep. Really yep. good. And you're part of a, a sign language group, right? I am at Millersville. That's, I, uh, that's where I met her. Yes. Or him. Or them. <laughs> 
all the pronouns. Um, yeah, I created the Sign Language Club at Millersville University, and it's going on its third year, so I'm super proud about that. Ooh. And um, so we're hoping to get uh, once the if once it's ever safe to go to see movie theaters, I'd love to take uh, some of my kids in the club to see the sequel of a quiet place but it was supposed to come out in march and that never yeah. happened well i'm glad that we got at least a. am glad that britain remembered to do a plug for your yes ASL. i'm glad because I, I completely completely blew, uh, slipped my mind m-u-a-s-l club at gmail.com <laughs> and uh all right all right take it easy toodaloo folks <laughs> see ya That'll hold a little SOPs. <laughs>